Welcome to the Infinite Ways Podcast with Luke the Singer Guy and Omar the Media Guy. Episode 1, Part 2, The Sequel. So I was born in Lansing, Michigan, which is the capital. Um, The whole mid-Michigan area, Detroit, um, Lansing, Grand Rapids, uh, you know, like, everything's pretty close. and, and you would consider it similar in t- terms of drive time as it is to just being Los Angeles in general, you know? Um, and uh, it's weird because it's very, very urban mixed with very, very middle of nowhere. You're going to drive, you could literally be downtown Detroit and drive for 20 minutes and be in the middle of nowhere, like trees and cornfields and, and, and forest. Um, so the, and that's part of my identity too, is being someone who is both city and, and very much half redneck, you know, growing <laughs> up working on, on cars. Again, my dad worked for a factory, my brother's still into cars, like, um, you know, learning to drive on dirt roads, you know, and then a few minutes later, like, you know, being town amongst the hustle and bustle to going to see a major concert and stuff. It was just, it was a really unique, uh, you know, I was always kind of, because even from a young age, I knew I wanted to live out here, and it always appeared to me like, oh, there's more opportunities out there. And I still sort of believe that. You know, I believe that if you want to be, you know, in certain industries, the sooner you get into it, the more connections you make, the better. And you can definitely go up, you know, an hour or two, and you're up in Big Bear, and you're in snow and trees and stuff like that, and the ocean is right here. So everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got like everything, which is beautiful. Swamps, deserts, um, yeah. You know, but there was that. I do sort of give Michigan a little bit more credit than I did back then because, you know, you just had to go find it. It wasn't necessarily. Uh, whereas here, it's right there. I mean, literally any night you want to go out and do something, boom. Yeah. You know, there's always a major event. Whereas, like, there you might have to, like, oh, hey, man, on the 4th, we're going to go to this concert, but tomorrow let's go to the beach, you know, yeah. let's drive up north, whatever. But, you know, and I think for me, that's also balancing when I'm here. People always know I'm not from here. I've been here not consistently, but I think a total of 12 years. Um, I did go to Arizona for a while to, to play in a band, and then I went to Wyoming to fight fire. But, uh, um, but, uh, Crap, I forgot the point I was making. Um, people know you're not from here, but... Yeah, yeah. People know I'm not from here. It's, it's, I think, I don't know if it's my, my speed, my, my speech, you know, I'm, I'm too nice, I hold doors. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> people are always like, you're not from here. But then when I go back home, you know, I always get to, you've gone Hollywood. Oh, I'm no. Like, <laughs> There's no winning. Why? There's no winning. You're wearing, you're wearing uh, 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 bracelets. <laughs> and? <laughs> you know, yeah. So, like, and, and I guess that's part of it, too, is, like. People always want to hold you to their version of you. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't think we're our version of ourselves to ourselves or to anybody else. But I think that's part of the trick of the infinite ways. Because, like, as someone who is generally considered as being an outgoing person as someone who is more than willing to hold a conversation with anybody in the world I still also sometimes feel very uh, at a distance from the from the 
mass consciousness of the world. Like, you know, like, there are silly things like, again, somebody who, who grows up and wants to be an accountant, goes to school, gets an accounting degree, buys a house, does those things. Like, I, that, I can't, I don't understand that lifestyle. Like, it's great for them, but I just, I literally can't understand, like, there are certain human things that I feel like I can't do. That aren't for you, yeah. You know? That's, that's um, normal, definitely. But, uh... Your strength is for this. Yeah. Music. Well, and that's the, again, that's the world that I'm trying to create, is I want to create a band, both for the musicians in the band, who are also a very diverse group, and the audience that we're trying to attract, and give them an honest space to, to be to exist you know and again uh, that's kind of what I want to do with this podcast is explore um, the more conceptual levels of you know what the term infinite ways means to me uh, you know and again potentially for for the audience base and stuff like that but um, you know so you would say uh, living in like different places including especially Long Beach has shaped infinite ways for you and the way that it's provided you like the yeah I mean to find value in other people's opinions would you say that's what you're saying or yeah and I mean like you know and I have to come to the conclusion that like you know at the end of the day I'm probably a, a as some people may say a, a dirty commie liberal you know, like, I'm pretty progressive with my politics. I'm very accepting. I don't think that people's bodies should be policed. I don't think that uh, it matters who you love or where you, you know, like, there, there's some general things that I'm just pretty that way, but not all my friends are that way. Not all my audience is that way. And I have to, you know, having lived in Wyoming, there's yeah, there's some stuff I really, really, really vehemently don't agree with people from up there, but I still respect them as people and from where we were able to connect. You know, I always tell people, like, my my politics particularly, I think, comes from a place of empathy. I know not everybody thinks that way, and, and that's totally okay. They're, you know, my brother. Um, we're, we're, we're very different people, and uh, he has a certain type of intellect that I don't necessarily have, you know? Uh, what do you mean by that? He's really good with cars, and he's really good at, like... So he's a, a different type. Troubleshooting things, okay. you know? He, and he did go to college, and he's a really smart guy, and he's even actually somewhat artistic, not that he necessarily lets on to that, but, uh, you know, we are. We're just different people. We process information differently, Yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but again, creating a space as a band that not only doesn't shy away from our empathy and our acceptance of other people, but also creates a world where people who are a little bit different or might might disagree can at least for a oh, night just... It doesn't matter, you know? I've seen old guys I've like, seen that in your yeah, bar. out on the floor just, dancing with people. Like, yeah. you know? I've seen that when you were performing. Like, like, like I said earlier, people of all different types were just dancing there. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just like a free concert, like anyone could show up, it was just like an in LA, um, and you know what, everyone was different, but they still, it, 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 yeah, you know? <laughs> it, worked, it worked somehow, you know, and like, 
You know, I've always wanted to, to affect the world in some way, I suppose, you know, whether that sounds too big for my britches, but like, you know, nobody wants to be forgotten, right. you know, and I think if, if, if I was to be asked what my fear is in the world, it is to be forgotten, you know, because if you don't leave your mark and you don't make a connection, whether it's one-on-one, you know, because I've worked with kids, I, I went to school to be a teacher, like I did, I did all that stuff and... And I just kept coming back to music as I really believe that that's the way that I can affect the most amount of people, you know? Like, Legacy. Yeah. Something that's important to you. Yeah, you it's know? It's not a bad thing. It's a, um, something to shoot for, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, I, and like, strangely, that brings me to one of my other deep thoughts that I have that, that kind of determines things is like, you know, a few months ago, um, Joey, our guitar player, kind of, we had a really deep conversation. We both kind of recommitted our, our dedication both to each other as musicians and as the band and the concept and, and where we could take it and stuff like that. You know, and for a long time, we didn't have uh, a band Instagram. Right. Uh, and I guess I always sort of had a chip on my shoulder of like, well, I'm out here trying to achieve this but people aren't seeing me in this capacity. You know, I would post stuff on my, my regular Instagram that was a, you know, I take some really, I don't know if they're good photos, but I take some photos that people seem to like. Like those, you know, really artistic. Thanks, and, and, and people are into that. But then when I would post something about the band, I did not get the same engagement. And so part of me started to think, oh, well this, this audience doesn't want that. And so I started to undersell myself and I guess the, the point that I was making was like you you can be humble you know and I and I really strive to be as humble as I, I I can be but I also have to admit that sometimes your humility can become your hubris meaning that like yeah you can't you can't bend yourself to other people you have yeah. to do what you got to do you, know, yeah. you got to make what you want to make even if other people right initially might not like it they'll they'll right some people will learn to love it other people will go away and other people will join you know you just yeah. gotta do what you gotta do well and i realized that right. i i wasn't presenting myself in that capacity to be taken seriously gotcha. or to be looked at as a and and when i finally made the band instagram it it was like two different sides of my brain when i'm on the band instagram that's what I am, and that's what I'm trying to achieve. And 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 I and I don't scroll because I'm there to work, yeah. and I'm I'm and I'm there to promote something that I that I really believe in. I'm comfortable doing it in that aspect. And when I go back to my regular one, I'm a, I'm a different capacity of myself. Right. Uh, different hats. You know. Yeah. You know, because like, and one thing about my personality, especially on stage, is like, because I'm still the same me. It's always the same. But, but I think we all have a capacity of, of highlighting different parts of our personality depending on the situation. And there are, there are times when I'm playing some of the softer, really personal songs about you know, my family or whatever, that there is, a, there is a softness, a tenderness to it. You know? And then a song or two later, you know, I might be full of swagger and like piss and vinegar <laughs> because like, you know, I'm, telling, I'm telling you something. Yeah. Um, and I think both of those characters are, are genuine, but I think it is funny to, 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 to 
deviate between the two. Um, this is a weird first episode, and I think a lot of these uh, podcast episodes are going to be pretty weird, and I think they are going to be pretty uh, possibly esoteric that, you know, like one or two people... Like, do you ever listen to um, the early stand-up of uh, Daniel Tosh? At some point, I think I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah, so in his early episodes, or his early stand-up stuff, he, he would explain how he's going to tell a joke, and then he's going to take that joke just a step further and take that joke just a step further until there's only one person in the back laughing, <laughs> and everybody else is mad at him. <laughs> and and there's, there's, there's validity in that. There's, there's a valid point in going somewhere so esoteric that you've got one or two people along with you, but... You know, uh, early, early on, very, very early on, when I first started writing songs, I was playing a song for somebody that I, I, I really respected, and I really wanted to share that with them, and I got like a verse, maybe a chorus, and like half of the other verse, and I stopped, and I was like, you know, and the song goes on from there. And for me, I thought that they had heard everything that they needed to hear because, you know, they heard my, you know, baseline melody in terms of what I was trying to create. And they got the general concept and they're a musician themselves. And so I didn't really think that they needed to hear the story of the song. So I stopped halfway through and they first got on me. It's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same from there. They're like, finish the story. Like, I want to hear the story. So I finished the song for them, and then they said, you've got to get past that. You've got to get past that block within yourself to think that nobody else wants or nobody else needs to hear it. And they said, if, if you need to say it, there's probably a good chance... Someone that needs to hear it, yeah. Right. And that kind of changed everything for me because I'm not very good at doing things for myself, but I'm pretty darn good at doing things for other people. Okay. You know, regardless of what that is, you know, uh, that's what makes me such a good employee at places because I'm like, well, I better get down for the boss. But then sometimes when I come home for myself, it's like, well, I'm tired. And I'm not going to I'm not going to work on this or that or whatever, because, you know, I don't matter as much. But in dedicating my pursuit of music to other people, whether that be the potential audience that might someday need to hear the song, because I in a super grandiose way like you don't know how many people have said a song has saved their life whatever that genre of music is you know that's why there's juggalos in the world you know because a person who didn't fit in anywhere else fits fits in with the insane clown posse you know like um and but also with the band like I now want to succeed not only for myself but for them and I'm much more likely to put in the work for uh, for those guys versus doing it for myself you know um, and it's kind of my dream as ridiculous as it sounds uh, like we, I, I had a band meeting the other day and I asked the guys you know I said, musical, music aside, I wanted each one of them to tell me what the one thing that they could think of that if they got out of uh, 
the band what that would be for them you know like and they each came up with something something very interesting you know so that's a goal for me to provide for them that goal for them artistically and then I realized that my goal because uh, they say there's like there's um, the whole thousand true fans you get a thousand true fans and they will make it so you can you can succeed as an independent artist that's all you need is a thousand true fans a thousand people who will buy anything that you put out and you're successful and you know you got bands like this is the example I always I always use there's a band called Clutch which a ton of people have never heard of but you know they they sell out every place that they go you know and they sell out every place they go in every state they go um and uh yeah, we'll just use some clips from there. Okay. We, we lost the video battle, so we'll use the video clips for promotion, and then you guys will have to come here. So hopefully if you're hearing this by now, you made it this far, you made it through the videos, you're with us. Um, good job. Um, but yeah, Clutch, Clutch sells out, man. And nobody knows who they are. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, nobody knows who they are. You know, they play, they play Metal Fest, they play Wacken, they play all of these you know, great events and they're not a household name, you know? And, and that, that in itself is success to me. Like, I don't need to be Taylor Swift. Actually, I'll tell you, I'm gonna tell you a funny story about Taylor Swift after, after I make my point, but um, the point being that uh, I someday want to be the musicians who are in my band's only income. I want them to pay their mortgages and live off of this and, and not have to do a side hustle. I mean, hey, if they want to do a side hustle, go for it. If they want to have a day job, that's fine. But I want to give them the opportunity. I want to give myself the opportunity. It's going back to the, you know, uh, what are you willing to suffer for? And I don't do good at a day job. No matter how good I do at it and no matter how much I dedicate to them, I'm always left feeling a little bit empty and and you know it's because artistically I uh you know I'm a creative spirit and uh you know no matter what the type of art is I just want to create and it sometimes you know I'm my own worst enemy but um speaking of, of funny stories and about being like a household name uh there's a video you can find it online somewhere of Taylor Swift playing in Canada Taylor Swift is huge you know people who go to a Taylor Swift concert like love Taylor love Swift, Taylor Swift. Yeah. and so Taylor Swift is in Canada and she starts playing um, Summer of 69 which is a Brian Adams song and I'm sure a lot of people think of like Brian Adams as like oh an 80s relic sort of cheesy oh he's that guy that had those hit love songs but whatever like he's a great musician he's not a photographer actually Ooh. but uh, he does both but Taylor Swift is playing Summer of 69 and because Brian Adams is from Canada the audience is like, oh my god, Taylor Swift is playing Brian Adams, this is great. You know, because they love her and they love him. Okay. And then the riff comes and he walks out on stage playing it. And the audience loses their mind. 
Like, they're a Taylor Swift audience, but they're Canadians. <laughs> and it just goes to show you that no matter how big you are, you might not be the biggest star in that room that night. You know? Fair to say. Fair to say. <laughs> you, you you have your audience, you know? You're going to have your crowd. Yeah. You're gonna have your, that's, the, that's like the next step is to build your community. Yeah. Really. Uh, you know? That's, that's a... And, you know, you've also got your mind made up on what the community's going to be. You say you want something that's inclusive, something that's uh, yeah welcoming to all people of all different backgrounds so they could feel the vibe that you put yeah. out, you know? Well, come together. And one of the things that really got me, I mean, just naturally I feel that way, but one of the things that really got me into feeling like that is um, I'm working at the, one of the universities in Southern California right now, and... So I am. I'm coming in contact with with a m- multitude of different people from multitudes of different wavelengths and lifestyles and, and blah, 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 blah. And the best thing for me is when people are like, oh, you play music? Do you have anything I can listen to? Uh, which I'll tell you a funny story that happened the other day. Um, but I play it for them, and... I've yet to, I mean, maybe just people are just being nice, but I've yet to have a negative reaction, and usually it's something semi-visceral. Like, you know, one of my favorites, uh, there's this older lady that I work with, and I played her one of our, our you know, semi-70s groove things, and the best response in the world as far as I'm concerned, she immediately started swinging her hips, and she's like, ooh! Child, <laughs> and I was like, "That's the biggest compliment I've ever gotten." Oh no! Nice. You know, the fact That's that you, sweet. yeah, you instantly want to start moving, and, and like you're grooving, you feel, you feel the what we're trying to lay down. You um, know, I showed my parents your, uh, one of your songs today. It was a cowboy love song. So yeah. they, they were like, "Ooh, this, this, I like this one." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, you that's actually good. got that reaction today. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Is like it just, it takes. Uh, what's that book that came out? I always I always say it's wrong. There's always there's Malcolm McDowell and there's Malcolm Gladwell, and they both work in general nonfiction. But um, one of the guys wrote the uh, um, Born to Run, and the other guy wrote uh, like the um, uh, Tipping Point. Um, but that Tipping Point's a really good book because it talks about uh, things going viral in a in a in a social setting. Gotcha. And I guess I mean you can apply that to the internet as well. But like you know. Um, the hipster starts wearing something ironically uh, somebody picks up on that idea and, and, and quote unquote sells it to somebody else or promotes it to somebody else and so basically it's saying like you have four types of people um, you know promoters, sellers, blah 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 I can't remember what they are but uh, you need those four types of people to make something happen uh, and it's not always necessarily like Things don't hit. Like me as the creator might not be the person who sells sells the idea ultimately. Like, and sometimes it's really hard for people to do that. But if somebody else all of a sudden grabs, like, oh my god, like I gravitate to this. Like, I've been talking about um, that new Ryan Reynolds Rock uh, Gal Gadot movie um, because I think it's one of the most movie movies I've ever seen. Which one? Uh, it's called Red Notice. Just yes, 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 yes. I'm you know? watching it. I'm like halfway there. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of people might see that movie and eat in and and maybe I'm wrong, but I think I think a lot of people are going to misjudge that movie because they don't see the brilliance of it. 
Okay. And the brilliance of it is both that it's it's very steeped in what old Hollywood movies used to be, which were grandiose and excessive, and you know you took them with the grain of salt that they that, that they were an imaginary world, and most of them were done on sound stages, not done in in real places, and. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like they just took scenes out of movies that worked. They were like, let's have a James Bond scene. Let's have a, uh, um, they even reference it. Let's have an Indiana Jones scene. Let's have a, uh, you know, an uh, escaping from prison scene. Like, they literally took the biggest scenes from all of these different uh, stereotypical archetype movies and put them in one film. And if you accept it as that, that it's like, a meta film about a movie being a movie it's it's a hilarious ride it's great and i've been telling people about it left and right you know a because i enjoyed it so much and b because i don't want people to be like ah, i didn't like it because they don't understand, understand it quote unquote it. the way that i think i do but that's the point that like it just takes somebody showing our music to somebody and then somebody being like oh like oh i get it and then telling somebody and then telling somebody because like you know, again, with the social media, that's all great. But, like, groups that have a longevity have people who have, have themselves put weight into that consciousness. They have become part of that conversation, and therefore they can they can sell it on to somebody else. Uh, there was another point I was going to make, but I completely, completely spaced after uh, going off on that movie. But it's, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, but... Uh... Like, if anything, now I'll probably have to rewatch it because I was watching it pretty mindlessly, and yeah, I think now I have to look at it from that lens. See what see what you're talking oh, about. Oh, it's funny. Like I swear, they're like when they're in the prison, they're like referencing Shawshank Redemption or not. Uh, um, what's the other one? Yeah, is it Shawshank when they uh, uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, um, is it Tim Robbins escape prison? Like uh, okay, um, you know, I wouldn't know. But... Yeah, it's a, it's like a movie a movie buff thing, but um, but yeah, it's important for um. Because whatever you want with your product, whether you're a painter, an artist of any sort, a musician, there is that thing of once you put it into the world, same as, you, same as we are as human beings, we don't dictate how other people judge us. We don't dictate how other people see us. We don't dictate our vision or our view as far as other people are concerned. We can't. There's nothing we can do other than just be what we are. Same with art and media and stuff like that. You put it out into the world, and once it's out there, it's its own thing, and each person is going to have their own attachment to it, you know, good or bad, you know. But, again, I guess I'd rather be walking down the street and have somebody be like, your music sucks, and I'd be like, at least you listen to it. Oh, I mean, fair I'm, enough. I mean, I'm not. I'm not hoping for that. It's but just it, grateful, yeah. Thank at least you for somebody made a choice. Yeah. They weren't just like, eh. you yeah. know, they listened long enough to be like, this blows. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, there'll be haters regardless. Yeah. yeah. We. It just means you're getting out there. Right. Right. So it'll and, it'll be more as we come along, but the love too that'll yeah. follow with it. More people need to hear it. It's really yeah. good music. It's really good music. Everyone I show is like, okay, you know what? Like, I really like this. Yeah. And that's hard for me sometimes to even, like... Again, it's that... Uh, humility aspect of, like... Being okay with that. Being okay with people liking it? Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but, like... Being confident enough to step out and just... 
Because even on my first album, I put like, you know, we had another band I was in had gotten an opportunity. Long story short, that opportunity didn't work out. We went our separate ways, blah, 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 doesn't matter. And I'm sure every single person in the band has a different perception of what did or didn't happen. And that doesn't even matter because we're all entitled to our story. But projects that we tried to do afterwards kind of got shat on by people. And we think that those people had stock in what we were doing before one way or the other. And so in the liner notes of the first album, um, I kind of put a thing about like, hey, I appreciate the relationships that I've developed through music, even if I'm no longer in those relationships. And I understand that not everybody's going to like this. And that's okay. I said, you know, I still did it. You know, it's like when you go on the internet and somebody put up a video whatever that video may be in half of the comment section isn't anything constructive it's not about the video it's not about the content it's about you suck you suck because i say so and i'm willing to believe and i have no numbers on that but i'm willing to believe a lot of those people are sitting at home not trying to create anything and not being active and hey man i've even been that guy i crap on tiktok <laughs> you know, so there you go. Like, I, I in one in one capacity, I'm that guy. Like, I I don't get the legitimacy of, you know, um, Cindy in Idaho making whatever. Like, but I'm not gonna go on her TikTok and be like, "You suck, Cindy," because that's not my place. Yeah, you're focused she, on what you gotta do, right? You know? you know, and that's great. She's putting out something that she sees value in. That's great. Good for her. You know, like I'm not gonna be the person consuming that. But if that's all I'm doing, then I'm not doing anything, you know? So to each to each person who's crapping on somebody, it's that whole, like, don't throw projection. rocks Projection. It's you just know? projecting, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure they would disagree with us, because we suck. But, uh, <laughs> you know. To be fair, though, uh, <laughs> we haven't even been getting those comments, at least. Luckily, yeah. I haven't seen anything like that um, as of recent or anything Yeah, like that. but, I mean, the point is that you can't, you can't control it. You have no way yeah. of... Um. Wow. Okay. Well, with that said, I know we're halfway through a rambling shenanigans of nothing, but I've got band rehearsal. Okay. Brother. I've got to be there at four or five thirty, so I got to be there in a half an hour. So no I better worries. get packing up. No wrap it up. Bro. Um. Thank you. No worries, man. For being I'm... my first guest. I did air quotes. You can't see it. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, just thank you for coming over and hanging out. And, and uh, like I said, I want to interview for you first because, uh, A, you're helping us out so much, and B, because uh, you're, you're our perspective, you know? And who knows? Maybe we'll get you... I'll be in other interviews. Yeah. Maybe just even outside of the podcast. Yeah. Whichever. No, I dig this. This was great. All right. Um, I guess we'll figure out a sign-off at some point, like Infinite Ways or whatever. Um, and also, here again, will be where some sort of music goes to play us out. And uh, the editor will be me, and the guest will be Omar, and the director will be Omar, and I'll be the producer. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what it'll be. So uh, we'll see you guys all again. appreciate you guys for sticking along with us. And uh, yeah. Um, This is a quick outro edit. Um, I know a lot of the music that is out there is off the early albums. 
more stuff I did during the pandemic, so it doesn't showcase the current band. And I love these guys, and they're great, and we're going through the process, and there's learning curves for all of us getting together and feeling our vibe and figuring out what we're doing exactly. Um, and it's, it pains me sometimes that there isn't more out there in the world of, of the current group and lineup. So with that said, I'm going to share something as our outro music that is from one of their most recent rehearsals, just so you guys can see behind the curtain a little bit and hear what these guys are, the work they're putting in. All right, here you go. <laughs> 